CPA and CFP Don Cash has made it his life's work to help people like you plan their finances and achieve their retirement goals. It's time for your money and your life. Hey everybody, welcome into the podcast. It's your money and your life with Don Cash and myself and we're talking about lots of good things, investing, finance, retirement. And of course, we're going to have to talk about inflation and interest rates and even bonds as well, because obviously since the, the news dropped at the time we're taping this podcast about a week ago, the new inflation numbers and things, there's been a lot going on, a lot to get into. So Don and I are going to dive into all of that. And summer's here. It's in full force. Uh, I guess the kids are totally done now with the, the ready for vacation and all that kind of stuff. Other than that, Don, what's new? Yeah, it's actually interesting. You mentioned the kids going on vacation. Our last school-age kid, uh, my daughter, Tori, has the last day of school tomorrow Okay, as we nice. tape this. That's mm-hmm. the 16th of June. And, you know, and I guess we all remember that feeling on the last day of school, right, when we're middle school or teenagers. Awesome. We had thoughts of long days, hanging out at the beach or lake with your friend, no homework or activities, right, yeah. just... Yeah, relaxation, right, Mark? Exactly. Nowadays, it seems like there's never any rest for the... Uh, for weary. anybody. No, <laughs> no breaks. If you're a parent or a grandparent, uh, you know what I mean. There's sports camp and math camp and oh, yeah. vacation, okay. Bible school, volunteering, maybe a summer job. And parents and grandparents are always the ones schlepping the kids and moving the kids from one activity to the next. Yeah, you know, I, I we didn't. Gosh, Allie's been gone out of the house for a number of years now, and she did a couple of things. But yeah, it's been so long I've been removed from that that I, I definitely um, can't quite appreciate that. I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing, but either way, um, yeah. When I was fourteen, man, it was like, or school was out summertime. It was like I'm gonna be on my moped going to my buddy's house, uh, you know, and and I don't know, playing baseball, goofing off, something like that. Yeah, I was thinking back to that as well. My daughter's fourteen, and I was thinking like I would be playing sports with friends in the day and you know maybe listening to the Mets games on my transistor radio remember those <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, yes I had mine hang I had mine bungee corded or actually probably <laughs> roped to my moped that I rode all around oh. everywhere to get places so that I could listen to music and or sports yeah, exactly yeah and baseball cards on, on the bicycle spokes Heck and yeah. things like that right yeah. this summer was actually you know other than that I felt um, many times hearkening back was kind of boring, but today we're like constantly on the go. I'd give anything for it now, right? So, <laughs> uh, well, hey, look, we're in summer. Matter of fact, you and I were just talking about the heat wave at the time we're taping this that we're sitting on. Good part of the country is dealing with some pretty high numbers. We're also dealing with some pretty high other things as well. Uh, so we're dealing with inflation, uh, lots of stuff. So let's just get into it as we're recording this show. Again, people are on edge. Heat obviously adds to that, right, Don? Because we're it just makes us more angry about oh, some of yeah. the stuff, gas prices and everything else. And so they're on edge about the latest Fed Reserve uh, rate hike, as well as the inflation numbers again that I mentioned that came out just about a week ago at the time. Uh, crazy, crazy stock market. The market did not like those inflation numbers when it came through, and we've been seeing a pretty steady decline since. So, what's the story here, my friend? Is this you know they've they've given up on the transitory comment? How mm-hmm. permanent are we looking at? Uh, months, years, any ideas there? And is the Federal Reserve going to do, I don't know, can, what can they do right now? They're still in the process of moving things around to help, right? 
Yeah, I mean, that's a big question. Is it going to fix things, make things work? Or right. worse, they're going to tank the stock market? Right. But, yeah. you know, no doubt, like you mentioned, with the heat in particular, people uh, get on edge and people are a little panicky. In fact, uh, as you mentioned, the Consumer Confidence Index, rather, right. uh, came out uh, not long ago, a few days ago, and dropped 14% in one month and something like 40% from a year ago. So, ouch. I mean, that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a lot, you know, and uh, a lot of that's due to inflation being at 40-year highs, right? The highest yeah, 8. Since like 19... 8.6, right, was the number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the highest since 1981, 82. A stock market dropping anywhere from 20 to 30% this year. I mean, some stocks are mm-hmm. down over 50%. So, yeah. uh, ironically, it's interesting. The last time we recorded this show on a Wednesday last month, the Federal Reserve raised the interest rates by a half a percent and the stock market went up a thousand points uh, until the next day when it went down a thousand points. So it can make your head spin. Wow. I didn't even think about that being the same. What a, what a difference, right? So yeah. you always talk about, well, we, we, we talk about not staying glued to TV and things. Uh, certainly, it's not good for your frustration levels So when it comes to inflation. But, man, it just it seems it's hard to avoid uh, all the news, and it seems like it's even harder for them to fix it. I mean, they're, they've got a real pickle. Yeah, I mean, that's the big problem facing the Federal Reserve right now. We talked in the past about how the impact it has on interest rates, and it does on short-term, but not on long-term interest rates. So that's a, something we went through in other shows. But if they raise the rates too fast it risks throwing the economy into a recession, right? Right. Uh, If they raise the rates too slow, we may face more inflation with an uh, overheated demand in the economy. So the the Nobel Prize-winning economist Milton Friedman, I think, said it best, Mark, when he said inflation is always too much money chasing too few goods, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And, and really too few goods and services. So yes, there's a lot of money in the economy from low unemployment and government stimulus and tax changes back about five years ago. Uh, but what often is really missing in the inflation discussion is that there's too, there's uh, still too few goods and services from the supply chain shortage from overseas, as well as really too few people actually working. So you see this all the time with help-wanted signs and help-wanted ads everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, and to add to that, I was just seeing, Don, a lot of the trucking industry saying, hey, with these diesel fuel prices, uh, taking what goods are in is going to become even slower uh, because of some of these prices. And and the employment thing, as you mentioned, that's a total contradiction uh, because, yeah, it seems like we've got – places saying I'm looking to hire too few people working at the same time as, as uh, you know, as this low employment. So I, again, we're in a very strange pickle. That's my Yeah. Word. And it's interesting. You mentioned the contradiction. It really is, is that there's 3 million fewer people working now than before the pandemic. Wow. Uh, they're just not counted when they determine the unemployment rate, hmm. right? It doesn't seem right, but that's the way it works. So huh. it seems at least though, anecdotally, uh, to some extent, the supply chain uh, may be starting to improve. Oh, for sure, went, yeah. Yeah, I went back to the bike shop where um, I bought a couple of bikes for myself and my wife last August. Mm-hmm. And back then, the store was really empty last summer. Um, and we went back there to get a tune-up on the bikes last week. And now the store is filled with bikes. So, um, you know, it seems like at least they're improving wherever I get these bikes from, assuming they're overseas. 
Uh, and it took much longer last summer to buy a new car. And it seems to be a little bit better there now as well. Yeah. And I, I, to your point with that, I think that's, and the media loves to do what they love to do, but, you know, talking about the, the gas price, diesel prices in particular slowing down, you know, they're saying like, you know, shelves are starting to fill back up, but now this could be a thing that slows them back down. And, you know, it's very sensationalistic. But um, so I don't know, hopefully, Don, maybe, maybe we are, maybe we're not stuck with. Ten percent inflation. It seems crazy to say that, but uh, it could be five or six or seven or even the eight stays around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, no doubt about it. We we don't know for sure where this is going to land. Whether it's you know they seem to be dropping, like you mentioned before, the transitory. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, they've yeah they've and, dropped it. Yeah, we even we never even used that word before, right? Transitory. It's like there's so many new words. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that it's that, it's that czar again at the White House that gets to do all the weird stuff, you know. The czar yeah, of acronyms. Like, I'm going to call it like the aches and pains. I have transitory, not permanent. Uh, oh, I know, like from, that. From, there you go. I have transitory aches in my back. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> the question is, when it comes to inflation, like, what are you yeah. going to do about it, right? Okay. I mean, it, the classic reaction is to panic. Yes. And frankly, for a lot of people, there, you know, there might be good reason to worry. Mm-hmm. You know, when they look at their where they stand in life with their planning, right? So, if you want to put your money in the bank and get one percent interest rates with eight percent inflation, I mean, I think I'd be hey, worried. Hey, Don, I saw a bank actually advertising almost four percent. So, wow. It, yeah, well, it depends on, on, you know, there's all kinds of crazy. Oh, yeah, I know. When's the terms. last time we just saw that, though? That just, I, I was like, holy cow. <laughs> yeah, it's like a maximum of $500, or there's always some kind oh, of. Oh, there's a, definitely caveats, yeah. There's a gimmicks, yeah. gimmicks to that. But if you have an 8% inflation, you're losing money there. So I'd Correct. be worried. Right. If you bought a, a popular hot stock, maybe that's, that's crashed, I'd mm-hmm. be worried. If you get sick without the proper kind of coverage i'd be worried and if there's no financial or estate plan um when you're when you're thinking about the future i'd certainly be worried but you really don't need to be worried and i'll give you an example like just yesterday i met with a client for uh an annual review Mm -hmm. and some people it's twice a year but this client was an annual review and we looked at her expenses her projected income from social security and pension and her ira and Everything financially is going pretty much as planned. And we have backup money for unexpected expenses and things like that. So she can focus on really what's important to her, which is helping her nephew with paying for his advanced college degree and resuming some traveling and taking adult education courses, things like that, the things that's important to her. And I have another client I'm meeting with, um, I think, tomorrow. Uh, they're retirees that just returned home from two trips this uh, year recently, one to Italy and one to France, and they're getting ready to put the boat back in the water. They live on the water uh, for the season. They're just, you know, really just enjoying their life. That's very cool. I wonder why the difference between people like that and those that are truly worried. I mean, I think the biggest one you, you mentioned is is clearly not having a plan. The last several years, Don, we've been very fortunate with this market for sure, right, leading up to 22. And so we do get complacent. And a lot of people were maybe taking more risk and taking more chances than they needed to just because they're trying to squeak out some more. Yeah. yeah, I mean, people think they have a plan and things are going well. It kind of you kind of gets pushed to the wayside, right? right? Yeah, and it's not like the old Mike Tyson line. Everyone thinks they have a plan until they get punched in the face. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and the then, right, yeah. right now we're kind of getting punched in the face mm-hmm. with everything that's happening. So often it's simply it comes down to more education, uh, expectations, and understanding. That's the way I kind of uh, frame it. So many people 
really have no plan, no process, no understanding of really what to expect in retirement. And in the past, and, and now when we meet with a client, we educate them on how markets work. And over the past 50 years, uh, the market is up about 70% of the time and down about 30%. Right. Um, and if someone has a balanced portfolio of stocks and bonds, they've been positive more like, let's say, 90% of the time and maybe down 10%. So the key is really understanding risk, being properly educated, and having reasonable expectations. And I often share with people that, that at some point after we put together a plan, like when we're done with the initial planning process, I tell them there's going to be a time where maybe they're relaxing at the beach or playing golf or having dinner with friends. And then they hear in the news that there was some unexpected event that's going to throw everyone into a panic. And really, your resolve is going to be tested. And in the past, we would talk about things more like uh, the unexpected event being like an international attack, a terrorist attack or something oh, like right, that. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, but lately it's been like COVID and the war in Ukraine, inflation. Uh, the bottom line is really we factor weird things into people's plans. Well, do you think, Don, that that is where the problem is, like the unrealistic expectations? I mean, again, I kind of mentioned the market doing so well for a number of years, really leading up to we've been on this long bull run and maybe not factoring in the, those weird items, those weird things. Yeah, I think so. I mean, look, we were all human, right? We don't want to think about bad things happening. Sure. I think uh, most people really don't have any idea of the risk in their assets, you know, how markets truly work, the threat of inflation. The real risk of running out of money, really not only due to the market crashes, but bad decisions like uh, uh, human behavior, like selling low and panicking. Well, talk about what you mean about how people don't understand how the markets work. I, I think often people feel like yeah, they have two places to park their money, which is incorrect, but they feel like it's cash in the market. And then in the market, yeah, we, we tend to, as soon as we start seeing this, some volatility, we just absolutely you know, freak out most of the time, that panic button. So kind of explain that a little bit more on what you mean about how it works. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, the idea of how, you know, how do markets work? So many people I, I see uh, initially before their clients, they, they have a bunch of stocks and bonds in their savings and cash as well, of course, because it's what their broker, their stock broker sold them, yeah. right? They have no idea of, of how or why they go up or down. So when a year like uh, 2020 happens or 2008 happens and the stocks go down, uh, almost all the stocks go down in value, right? So it doesn't matter if your broker thinks they're good stocks or, <laughs> or high quality. And the same thing happened if you're old enough to remember in 1973 and 1974 and of course, most of us remember what happened in 2000 and 2001 and 2002, and it could be very frustrating. And uh, But most people don't realize going back, let's say 20 years ago, that in 2001, when the large U.S. stocks were down about 12%, uh, the small U.S. stocks were up over 17%. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, so we all remember that year in 2001 was a seminal year. We had 9-11, the terrorist attacks at that time, and the very beginning of the, the start of the war in Afghanistan and the preparation of the war in Iraq. And the worst year for most stocks, Mark, was clearly 2008. That was the big financial crisis, the right. banking crisis. However, that year 
long-term government bonds were up over 25%. Yeah, and that's that diversification. There's always going to be some things like that happening. And I guess maybe that's part of the confusion, Don, because you can't buy um, those government bonds in 2008 because they were they're already up, right? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you, you can't buy them in, in 2008. They have to be in there already, right? You have to buy them in 2007 or before. Right, right. So, right. So the ironic thing is uh, if you bought them in 2008, the following year, they were down 15%, hmm, right? Okay. So it's like, you know, people rush to what they think, ah, oh, this is high quality, and they're down 15%. So it's really got to, it has to be, established in your savings plan or in your portfolio before it goes up in value. Right. I mean, that's the old adage of the hot stock tip, right? By the time you hear it, it gets to you, it's lukewarm at best, right? So, yep. it's, you know, I, I can see why people do get frustrated over that, though. So let's switch gears and, and go back a little bit on some inflation because that's clearly the real issue that's just pushing people's buttons. Uh, you know, we've been dealing with what, 2-3% for, what, 20 years plus, maybe? Uh, and this is the first time we've seen these numbers, honestly, since, I mean, I'm 50 years old. This is, we haven't seen these numbers since I was five. You know? Yeah, I mean, they go back, uh, right, 40 years, right? So yeah. maybe you were more I was like 10. 10. Okay, 10. You're still young. All right, either way. <laughs> so when you were in, uh, 10 years old, what is that, Mark? Like third, fourth grade, something like 10 that? 10 years old? Uh, yeah, I think maybe fourth grade, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So let's take a look at the big picture with this, right? Yeah. I mean, these are important numbers. At the risk of losing people with too many numbers, I'll try to keep it basic. Good idea. Okay. Right, okay. right now, big picture, the federal government has a $30 trillion national debt. Right. right? And an annual interest payment on the debt of about $400 billion a year. Wow. Okay. So in 2019, that was like the year before the pandemic. That was like sort of a baseline year. The total federal spending was about $4.5 trillion. And the past two years were a lot of extra spending bills related to COVID and infrastructure and things like that. But the interest on the debt, that $400 billion, that's about 10% of the annual government spending. Right. So clear okay. so far? Yep. Mm hmm. So just think about this in related to your family spending. If your family budget was $100,000 a year and your interest payment on the debt was $10,000, you'd be pretty worried, right? Definitely. So, right? But you just think about it. If the interest rate goes up to 5% a year, that would eat up, that would be over a trillion dollars just in interest on the debt. And that would eat up about 25% of the annual mm. federal budget. Ouch. So that's where the effect of inflation and interest rates, big, big picture. Yeah, and and yeah, that hurts. <laughs> you know, now, now you're making me worried here, Don. So yeah, and obviously we know we've got to figure out how to pay for it. So, you know, how do we pay for it, right? Yeah, that, that's where we need to make sure that we're not blindsided, right? So if inflation goes up, you and I pay, yeah. right? Everyone pays. Yeah. If interest rates go up, um, you and I pay and everyone pays as well with higher taxes and higher prices. And it seems like we're, well, you and I are paying on both of those accounts right now. You know, some things are ticking up interest rate wise and certainly inflation's up. So what do we do? Yeah. So what you got to do, you know, here, this is a reality. We're facing inflation. So we need to look more closely at your expenses and see if the increased projected expenses really puts you at risk of running out of money. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and the other, frankly, is to look at your own tax risk. Because that's the only way this massive debt is going to be paid is through increase in taxes. It's going to be either paid by you or me or our families that pay. And we've talked about this in the past, right? From a lot of people, their IRA is their biggest asset, right? Uh, aside from their home. And that has never been taxed, that IRA. So it's a, yeah. a big, that's where the big bullseye is. We talked about this, I think, on the last show, the, last show, the show before that. There's $30 trillion national debt mm-hmm. and about $40 trillion in IRAs and 401ks. Yep. And, and money still to be taxed, waiting to be collected on. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, and that's where good planning comes in. I mean, that's where taxes is a big piece. You know, it's not what you make, it's what you keep, whatever kind of, you know, analogy or metaphor you want to use. Good planning comes in there. And of course, Don, you being a CPA uh, as well as a CFP, right? It, it provides uh, you know both sides of that equation if you want to look at it that way. So you've got the financial planning and you've got the tax side as well and working in harmony. So I uh, get that 15-minute conversation going. You know, Don does this over Zoom or you know in person or whatever the case might be. Reach out to him, have a conversation. It's complimentary, 800 664 1183 If you want to call and set something up or just go by the website, donaldcash.com. That's donaldcash.com. Uh, any other points uh, that we want to cover, Don? Yeah, let me just add one more point when yeah. it comes to inflation, because it's important to, to just touch on this. You, you can't look at your expenses and let's say it is $100,000 a year. We used that as an example a few mm-hmm. minutes ago. And inflate them all at 8%. It, it really it doesn't work that way. Uh, inflation is really very specific to your lifestyle and really your stage in life. So if you're 35 years old, it can be very different than if you're 55 or 65 years old. Indeed. Right? So if you have a fixed rate 3% mortgage, um, that's not going up, right? So if you're working out of the house, if you are that kind of a gig remote worker, you're not spending money on much on gasoline or commuting or laundry or buying new clothes, that sort of thing. Uh, If your kids are grown, there's no tuition or extra food to buy or cell phone bills or sneakers or <laughs> summer camps and things right. like that. However, if you're a retiree, I like the retirees I mentioned previously, clients of mine, if you want to travel a lot uh, or buy a second home, then you really uh, will be perhaps faced with a lot more inflation pressure, maybe for some time to come. So at some point you might hit a certain age and who knows when that is? For some people, it's 75, 80, 85. You're going to travel less. Yeah. Right? So uh, spending is not linear. That's the point. No, it's some good points indeed. You know, thinking of the travel, my buddy who did retire a bit early, uh, got an RV and, and sold the house. And, you know, and he's like, yeah, we're, we're staying longer in one place because gas to, to move the rig around has just been brutal. But so, yeah, you, you, you might be affected into it that way. But you've made some good points about it. it might not affect you in every aspect of life and also depends on your age for sure. Yeah, no doubt. And and by the way, those RVs, some of them are so cool looking. Oh, I've yeah. seen, I'm, like I'm watching these RV shows on cable TV of yeah. people who are buying RVs. And gosh, some of them just look like they're they're like uh, very small luxury homes. Yes, yeah, no, they're slick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, some of them you're dropping a couple hundred thousand dollars. Right. On them, if they're um, what they call Class A, is that the term, Mark? Yeah, if you're doing like the the drivable kind, even but even I mean even the the, the kind you pull behind, right? So those are they can buy some, they can get up there too, you know, seventy, eighty, ninety grand and be uh, very well stocked. 
Yeah, no doubt. But it gets back to what you mentioned about the spending, and mm-hmm. and we talked about life and and expenses not being linear, and and really, uh, you know, much like spending, one of the things we speak about with clients is their life really isn't linear. Philosophically, you know, good times and bad times pop up unexpectedly throughout our whole life, and we can plan for the bad times. And in fact, really, that's what our job is all about as planners: is really to think outside the box cover the blind spots, to think about what maybe people aren't thinking about and, uh, and, and deal with these issues ahead of time. But it, it's not going to mean that we're going to be happy when the bad times occur. Right, right. Like, but if we overreact to the bad times, we almost really always regret it. And when we're in pain, we usually just feel that need to react and certainly seeing your money go down in value is painful. But, yeah. you know, the markets and the economy, it's kind of like uh, like life. Good times and bad times happen. And, and fortunately, you know, we're old enough to realize that the good times often outweigh the bad times. Yeah. And that's why we've got to have, in my opinion, that sounding board, that piece there to help out and provide some of that peace of mind is, is having an understanding of your goals, your time horizon, your risk tolerance, purpose for your money, and getting all that within a, a strategy, within a plan for your future. So again, if you need to talk with Don, uh, it's certainly a good time to do it if you're feeling anxious or if you're just wanting a second opinion on something that you've already had in place and want to double check to make sure that things are still going to you know, go smooth or as smooth as can be during these kinds of times, then get that 15-minute review. Again, there's you know no cost or obligation. So reach out to Don, stop by the website, donaldcash.com. That's donaldcash.com. A lot of tools, tips, resources. You can subscribe to the podcast, uh, Your Money and Your Life on whatever platform you like to use. You can find us on all the major ones. And of course, you can just call in if need be as well at 800-664-1183. Don, thanks for hanging out. Appreciate your time as always. And uh, kudos on the, uh, the graduation tomorrow. Thanks, Mark. Be well. We'll see you next time here on Your Money and Your Life with Don Cash. Investment advisory services offered through Donald W. Cash & Associates, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of New Jersey.